for listening to the weekly sermon. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Glenn Hubbard. For more about this podcast and other resources, visit our website at www.riverinthehills.com. Praise God. Well, my vision today, a few weeks back, I had this sense that the Lord wants, uh, would want our leadership here not me and Kyle, but the rest of our leadership to give any kind of encouragements to us as we begin the new year. Um, I, I, uh, I call that encouragement, uh, and, and I wanted to, to, for you to kind of, kind of get to know our elders. We have three of our elders here today who will be sharing, as well as um, Suzanne and Donnie, our, our staff uh, here, to, to share but I don't call it prophetic words for the year. I never want to have a pressure to give a pressure to give a prophetic word for the new year. But if God were to bring an encouragement to us for you, that would be great. Just like Carrie said in the video, prophecy means to really to speak forth something on God's heart, and it's to build up, to stir up, or to cheer up. That's what it's about. That's an encourage. That's that's the prophecy. These, but you're going to hear in this time today, are not predictions for 2024. They're not that prophecy in its original intent. There is uh, to uh, speaking forth to encourage, to build up, stir up, and cheer up. So make sure you understand the difference. It's to, they're not predictions. And uh, we don't ever feel a pressure to give a, a prophetic word for the year. Sometimes they come. But I would just want to say, as pastor here, that anytime God gives us something of an encouragement, that's when we share it. It's not like, okay, I need something on December 31st. Do you all understand that? If in June he gives us a few months ago, I had an impression, fight or flight, that yes, that but because I, I felt there was an unusual amount of, of spiritual warfare that had come to the body of Christ, causing sincere believers to flee into unsanctioned escapes or sins. I was like, I, I, this is a now word, okay? That's but that, I didn't wait for the end of the year to give that, okay? So that's really what this is about. So um, I want us to pray, and then first I'm going to ask our beloved worship leader, Donnie Kittle, to come up and share. Donnie, would you come on up? Father, we just thank you for Donnie. We thank you for who he is. We receive him, and we thank you that we receive the treasure out of his heart and who he is. So, so we thank you now. May our hearts be attentive and receptive to this man who truly builds us up as he brings us up into your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's welcome Donnie, amen? Praise God. All right. Wow. Well, first of all, I'm going to be praying for you all this afternoon that... Um, that you get an extra special rest time to, to recover from my annoying anointing uh, during worship and now with the word, right? 
So, uh, but uh, come on, how many know zeal for his house should consume us? And that is one of my theme scriptures. Zeal for his house consumes me. So, um, yeah, I've got uh, six minutes. And so here we go. But first, before I do that, how many know that something new was in here today with Alva and Anna E leading us? How many sensed it? So God's doing something. And we see Hazel come up. We see Valeria come up. We see we're, we're, it's in motion, folks. It is in motion. A school of worship ministry is in motion. And this is the birthplace of it. Amen. This is the Bethlehem of it. And, uh, and all the world is going to be impacted because of what's been, what is happening here. Amen. But uh, we have Ani's family with, uh, we have their family with us. And so, so good. To, can you give them a hand for doing such a good job? Of, they only did one thing wrong, and that was they didn't have enough sense to run interference on me getting with them. Right? No, I'm kidding. So we're, we're made for each other, right? So let me just say this encouragement. Here we go. I'm going to go very fast. going to go very fast. First of all, my story. I've been in ministry full-time since 1982 in um, just about every capacity you could be in. They never let me touch the finances, which shows there is wisdom out there, okay? <laughs> but everything else, everything else, anything to do with people and systems and processes and all that stuff, and everything. So we've we've been all over the country. Early on, early on in my uh, uh, ministry, I just knew, I just knew God was doing something, and He put He put a homing device in me called my heart. And I've been looking for home for years, decades. Okay, I have gone to work for uh, multiple churches that would become some of the biggest mega churches in the country. Um, and I never went to work for a mega church, but was in them when they were exploding. And I got to see a lot of good and a lot of not so good. Right. And so another theme of my heart is blessed are those who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. So my life has been a pilgrimage are my wife and seven kids still recovering from my pilgrimage? You bet. But man, God's God's got them. Amen. So we moved. We moved here. This is our second time living in Austin. Uh, we left here the uh, end of 2008 after getting here the middle of 2005, and we've went to Colorado Springs for a while. Went back home to Jacksonville, Florida. Five years later. The former past, uh, associate pastor from here, Jake Kale, he and I, he's a kind of a spiritual son of mine, or, uh, and he's a teacher of mine because he's an incredible teacher, right? At any rate, uh, it's a long story, but um, he landed at a church in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and they uh, wanted to give him the opportunity to pick his worship leader. So they moved us up there, and we spent uh, seven and a half almost eight years up there working with many, uh, I mean, multiple churches. Uh, but um, so two and a half years ago, uh, we moved back here. And um, so there was, when I was here the first time, God was moving in revival 
uh, where we were among the young people and the children and the young adults that were working with the youth and the children. And some, um, it, it just, some things just, just forced us to have to continue on our pilgrimage. You know what I'm saying? But we definitely felt like there was something interrupted. And the Lord, the, for years now, since we left here in 2008, it's like, God, are you ever going to send me back to Austin? And my four sons in New York City, I've got six sons and one daughter, by the way, um, and, uh, but they were ready to shift out of New York City and we're either going to go home to Jacksonville or back to Austin. And Austin won the lottery. <laughs> right? And it's like, all right, cool. We're going back there. Um, and when I, when I was um, driving down that three-day drive, a lot of communion time with the Lord, uh, I'm like, Lord, what if, okay, where are we going? I don't have a job. I really don't have any money to speak. I've got some money, but it's about to be spent real quick. But the Lord just said, secret place, secret place. I'm like, oh, I love this secret place. So I did that for an hour the first day after we unpacked. And I said, now what? He said, secret place. And he said that for like two years. So, so I, I have not worked until I got here. Uh, and I started playing keyboard for Marissa. And God has unbelievably miraculously supplied for me and my family so but anyway i say all that to say um i know that i know that i know i am where i am supposed to be and whether i stay depends on you Right, because you know I got pilgrimage in my heart, right? But I, I, there is a resting place, and at this point, this is it, no question about it. Amen. And and so, but anyhow, um, this this is church being church. This is not people going to what we call a church service. There's participation. There's tremendous fellowship. Um, and, and I know this church has been through trials and ups and downs and harvests and, and times of leanness. But I tell you, I know that I know right now that God is moving in this place and something shifted today. We felt it, didn't we? Okay. God is looking for a people. God is looking for a people. Right? In Acts chapter 2, he found a people that obeyed a man named Jesus. He said, don't leave Jerusalem until you receive the promise. And they said, well, we don't know what he meant, but let's hang out together. And they hung out together, hung out together. And then that day, the day of Pentecost, here comes Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes in. I love it. It says it came in, the fire separated and rested on everyone isn't it amazing that's how the church was born but look at the church now it's the clergy that get the spirit resting on them right no i mean that that's 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 the case more often than not right 
You with me? But God's so. Uh, the reason I love being here, Kyle, Suzanne, Glenn, the leaders that I've met in this place and, and a building fellowship with, um, we're all about activating people. We want to get people on their purpose, passion, pathway. Amen. We want to get people up. We want to get people up. And we just, we just, the clergy was never God's idea. The fivefold ministry was, right? The fivefold ministry, you know, the number one, the number one function of the fivefold ministry is to restore original identity to each of us. It's all about identity. We even got off on that. Training people to, or preparing people to do the work of the ministry turned into helping build my church. Right? Our job is to say, hey, you're a one of a kind, unique, original. There's never been you before you. There'll never be you after you. Let's find out who you are. Hallelujah. And in my coaching, life coaching, and in my Uber coaching, we have some of my Uber clients here today, right back here. <laughs> oh, man, it's so honored that you guys are here. Isn't that amazing? But, you know, I've done well over maybe 3,300 rides since March. Um, and, oh, that's, that's actually, that start, that's where it started me making a little money, okay? Okay. But, um, but. So I've been in the church house since 1980. I haven't interacted with the world. Now I'm picking up young people and taking them to Rainy Street, and I feel, I feel a little responsibility. And so I've had to learn how to, how to discern what and when, and, and, so, and it's a pretty neat thing. But um, anyway, I, I, I got my six minutes are up. Um, so let me do this very quickly. You, just tell me, just tell me this. You don't have to mean it. You don't have to mean it. Just tell me you'll let me speak again. You don't have to mean it. Is that a yes? Okay. That takes all the pressure off. I don't have to give you 40 years worth right now. Right? Okay. Real quick. Okay. How many know we're living in some interesting times? Maybe the most consequential times in the history of planet earth and mankind. Let me do this real quick. This is encouragement. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, Matthew 24, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? Uh, this talking about when Jesus said, do you see all these things? I tell you, not, I'll tell you the truth. Not one stone will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. They said, will you tell us when this will happen and what will be the sign? Everybody say sign of your coming and the end of the age. And here you go. Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. There is the first sign, deception running rampant. How many know the ability to deceive people has really been perfected? And these lies come through social media, right? Uh, For many will come in my name claiming I'm the Christ and will deceive many. You will see, you will hear of wars, hello, and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen. I'm watching a lot of hand wringing going on. Like, whoa, what are we going to do? I'm like, well, trade your hand wringing for hand raising and just give it all to him. Amen. These are good signs, y'all. Amen. 
Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places, and all these are the beginning. We think we're at the end, don't we? We're at the beginning. We're at the beginning of birth pains. And I'm not going to go on any further because I don't want you to leave here depressed. Um, so, um, but here's the deal. You did not get to pick what time you landed on planet Earth. And you don't get to pick what time you leave planet Earth, although you can hasten its, you know, your exit, right? What you get to determine is what you do with the life God gave you. Everybody put your hand on your heart, please. You feel that beat? My pastor always said this, your heart looks to God and says, may I beat again? And God says, you may beat again. The day's coming where the heart's going to say, may I beat again? He's going to say, this is your last beat. Amen? That's some serious reality there. Amen? And then you know what's coming after that? We're going to have some accountability. And so our job is to prepare you to stand there. Amen? Um, and so here's, here's what I believe. Um, I believe with everything in me, God is, is wanting not just a place of visitation, but a place of habitation. And I love, as an Uber driver, I've been all over Austin, and there's too much of it. Please believe me, right? But the thing is, he's been looking for a habitation, a place where a people set themselves apart. I've got to go over to John chapter 4, and then we're out of here, okay? Then we're out of here. This, God, God quickened this to me. Uh, starting in verse 43, after two days, he left for Galilee. Uh, now, Jesus himself had pointed out that a prophet has no honor in his own country. Um, let me jump down. Once more he visited Cana in Galilee where he had turned the water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son who was close to death. I love this. Verse 48 says this. This is quoting Jesus here. Unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. Now, do you know, for years, I heard a scornful tone to that sentence. Oh, you people, unless you get signs, you won't believe. No. God stripped that of me last week. He's like, I just, I want to do a sign here because I want you to believe because I want you reconciled and in relationship and in your, uh, your, your proper identity. The royal official said, sir, come down before my child dies. Can I tell you this? We have multiple generations on this planet that are looking at death like no other generations before because of social media and access to everything, right? And there is nihilism is, is, a, is an incredible epidemic. I'm watching people lose hope, and they're being convinced there's nothing after this, so let's eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die, right? Well, when I read this last week, I said, God, oh, he said this, 
Sir, come down. How many know we call God down today? Come down. So I believe this with everything in me, that Gen Z, alpha generation, and whatever generation has the privilege of coming after alphas. And, and us, I don't even know what I am. That tells you what generation I am, right? But God is going to do what he does through the church. He is not going to do it through Washington, D.C. And may I just say this. As I've been praying all that, I love America. I played for Ronald Reagan and Gerald Ford. I had some help, my high school band and my college band. Uh, but I, I love this country. But guess what? Even my love for this country has had to be melted down and things separated. And I felt the Lord say this to me. I love America. He said, but I died for Americans. So let's be careful. Let's be careful that we keep things in the right priority. Amen. We are, we're not going to see. We're not going to see what we see in here uh, to, to the positive because some people in Washington just start making some decisions. Okay. But at any rate, I, I, I just come on up and shut me up. Um, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. All over, all over Austin, all these miles, um, and then I come out here. I live in Georgetown, and the Lord quickened to me, said, this is a lot like the tent of meeting. Remember, Moses set up the tent of meeting outside the camp. And I'm telling you, this is an outside-the-camp tent of meeting place where God, people are going to come from all over. And I'm telling you, get ready. Now, here's the thing. Read Isaiah 54, please, okay? We, God is a God of capacity. He can only fill something to its capacity. The upper room, he filled it, and there wasn't a drop wasted. Let me tell you, if we're going to have more of God, we have to have more of surrender to God by people. Amen? And we can't just, we can't just go to church. We got to know we're being the church. Amen? And that's what we're here for, to, act, to, 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 to uh, stir you up and to annoy you. And uh, no, I'm kidding you. But uh, you say, yeah, you, well, you're way ahead of me on that one. But at any rate, so hopefully something stuck. Praise God. It's stuck. That was just seven minutes. Yeah. Praise God. I do, I do want to say, um, no, no, no. I do want to say uh, <clears throat> we, I, I saw this. There's such anointing there. There's such, you're such a blessing, Donnie, all of the ones speaking today. And I just want to truly, from my heart, say, when, if when you want to go, Go, you're free to go. Please know that. There's not, uh, okay, this is not any of that. There's so much here. And thankfully now, we've got it on uh, live, YouTube, all that. A lot of things, you're going to, you're kind of going to get a, a fire hose of revelation and love and all that. Just go back, listen to it in your headphones when you do the dishes or whatever you're doing. Just through, chew on the things. We're not in any hurry here, okay? There's no hurry here. 
and there's please feel that freedom to go, yeah, I, I'm going to go catch the rest of it this week or whatever, please. Um, the next one coming is, uh, I, I looked at each, the Lord gave me a word for each elder today, and I looked over at Gary, Douthit, and Jeannie. Uh, you can start coming up, Gary and Jeannie. Uh, Jeannie, you don't, just come up if you, you don't need to come up, but I want to talk to you both about this because husband and wife, uh, one flesh. They've been, Gary has been an elder here for over 20 years, 22, 23 years. They came to River in the Hills that first, the second week we were meeting, and he's been an elder ever since, and the Lord spoke in my heart, you are a pillar in this congregation, pillar holding up the roof, holding up the, the building the, the, with Jesus as chief cornerstone. And a lot of times you don't applaud for pillars, but I want us to applaud with honor and love for these pillars. Jeannie, if you could just stand up, if you would. Let's applaud. Let's stand and honor pillars in this body. Pillars don't care about applause. That's why we're applauding. Amen? Come on up, Gary. A word of prayer. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, <clears throat> I humble myself before you and seek your face. Let only your word stand. Everything else fall apart, fall away. Any spirit that would hinder, harass, or torment, we command to be bound in Jesus' name. Heavenly host, hold them back. In Jesus' name. <clears throat> so I'm sure that all of you, this isn't a surprise as far as what's going on in the world, if you're paying any attention at all. Just like, uh, what was that guy in black, uh, Elvis? There's a lot of shaking going on. <clears throat> Well, you've seen a lot of shaking in various areas of government, and you'll continue to see that, I think, and in ministry groups and many other areas, uh, finance, etc. However, God's a big God, <clears throat> and he's not surprised about what's going on. I want to remind everybody that... Uh, when God is dealing with the world, he starts at the church, and we're part of the church. So we're compelled to judge ourselves. Let the Holy Spirit shine light upon us, and if there's any evil in our lives, then 1 John 1, 9 if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins <clears throat> and to cleanse us for some of our sins, right? All of our sins, right? Now, can we be have a seared conscience? Yes, First Timothy 4 two, five, through 5, if you burn your skin... 
what happens. It affects your sensitivity in that area. <clears throat> so you can get seared. But if we humble ourselves before the Lord, seek his face, then that can be removed too. So what are some of the challenges? We already heard some about Matthew 24. Donnie talked about Matthew 24. There's going to be wars, rumors of wars. We don't have <clears throat> to worry about rumors. They are happening, right? <clears throat> A lot of lives are on the line. Excuse me. <clears throat> and people are suffering around the world. The economy is affected. Um, Many people have warned us to there's going to be uh, challenges with the food uh, supply and that we need to be stocking up. I only say uh, seek the Lord and get his direction on how to handle that. What are some of the vulnerabilities in our nation? We have an open border there are some reports that there are some sleeper cells that have potential to do evil in our land. Uh, electrical grid is, and many of the, our water supply, other areas are controlled off the internet, which is vulnerable. And uh, there's a lot of infrastructure that needs to be fixed. So. So how do we respond to all these negatives? First of all, we pray that God intervenes, corrects those areas, raise up people of, um, that are just and that can deal with these areas. So prayer becomes paramount. This is a year of the Jewish calendar, 5784, the year of the open door. And many people have predicted that this means open doors for things that we've been looking for, economic opportunities, uh, health issues will be corrected, other doors, but we need to recognize them. And for a door to be of benefit, what? We have to walk through it, right? <clears throat> so use some judgment and prayer of which doors you walk through, but don't hesitate to walk through doors to get the benefit God has for us. And Isaiah 22, 22 talks about any door that I shut, nobody's going to be able to open. And any door that I open, nobody's going to be able to shut. I... Searched around, and I think uh, for me, there's a missionary that's been in Russia for 30 years, and he's a Greek scholar, uh, Rick Runer. And he kind of made it a little concise for me, so I'm going to read a paragraph that he wrote. And then I would like us all to agree and um, declare some things uh, that's beneficial to us. For the year 2024, we visited. We will be visited with turbulence episodes across the entire globe, especially in the realms of finance and politics, 
and in the nations. These episodes will be of a sort that they will potentially cause those who are not rooted in God's word to be deeply disturbed. But for those who stay in faith, stay in peace, stay in love, stay in fellowship, and keep sowing seed for the sake of eternity, there will, they will experience a supernatural power that will cause them to be unmoved, unshaken, well provided for, and to walk in much-needed divine assurance, divine peace, divine power, and divine and supernatural victory. Yes, those who stay in faith and in peace and in love and fellowship and keep sowing seed for the sake of eternity will be blessed, empowered, joy-filled, sustained, and they will miraculously thrive even if the world around them seems tossed with a tempest. I heard Cindy Jacobs, which is a prophetess, um, she said it's like being on a roller coaster. You're hanging on, but enjoy the ride. Lots of twists and turns, but the stability is Lord God Almighty. Reminds me of a scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11, what we've just talked about. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So God has a plan for each one of us, and that's to succeed. All we need to do is yield to him and walk in his light. So based upon what we've discussed, I'd like to read a short paragraph or a short few words, and if you'll repeat them, and we'll go through this short paragraph. I declare by faith that in 2024, I will stay in faith, stay in peace, stay in love, stay in fellowship, and keep sowing seed for eternity. I expect the Holy Spirit's power to cause me to be unmoved, unshaken, and well provided for in every realm of my life. I proclaim that I walk in divine assurance, peace, power, and supernatural victory. Regardless of any tempest, God's Spirit will cause me to be blessed, empowered, joy-filled, sustained, and to miraculously thrive in 2024. Thank you. You ever wondered what spiritual authority looks like? That's that right there. It's the authority he carries. And that's, that's the gold coming forth from each of these. Um, <clears throat> that was our oldest elder. Like, not, well, maybe old, oldest. Longest. 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 
But I'm making a contrast. Now is our shortest, newest, oldest, newest. Anyway, Ashton Reese is coming up next. Now, I have a word for you, Ashton. Today, I'm just lots of words coming. And, you know, uh, so uh, you're a realtor, correct? And uh, realtors have the lay of the land. God has also given you a lay of the land spiritually that you're going to release to us today. So we just receive that. We receive you. Amen. Thank you, Ashton. Thank you, sir. All right. Stopwatch. All right. Um, my name is Ashton. I'm going to be quick uh, and precise as much as I can. And um, I want to share with you something that, out of love for you guys, uh, somebody should say, uh, not because I know everything, um, but because nobody's saying it, and we're are particularly not in here, but we're the men around us in, in the culture saying the hard things that need to be said. And so I was foolish enough to take a General Flynn quote that said, basically, speak up. And I was like, oh, all right, here we go. Uh, so uh, I'm going to um, – Glenn asked us to um, – Give an encouragement. What do we see for 2024? And I was like, you really want to talk about that? <laughs> and uh, I, I said, I generalized it, but I said, I see a, a rise in evil and a rise in an amazing overabundance, overpowering good against this evil. And so I said, well, practically, what is that? And I itemized. And so, uh, you know, on one side, it's all the terrible things and, and really just part of it. And, and these are like the some of it. And then on the other side is the good stuff. And so I'm going to focus on the good stuff, but I, I want us to be aware because some of us aren't getting news that's real. It's filtered. It's, it's whether, whether – if you can Google something and you cannot find an answer to when you know that it's actually real, that's a problem, right? And so the results should not be filtered like that. So that's just one of the things. All right, so um, I'm going to go through this. I'm going to just blaze uh, through this. All right, so the bad stuff, 2023, where we are now, um, it's 2023 and 2024. So projection and gaslighting are just like a, a thing that are happening everywhere. Every, every single thing that we're seeing is, is not, we know it's not true. Why are you trying to tell me and act like I'm retarded, excuse my, my language, and, and believe you, right? Like, please, you know, stop treating me like I'm, you know, dumb as can be, but when they repeat something enough times, you know, the most secure election in American history, or safe and effective, or whatever they're repeating on repeat, time, 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 people believe it, because it's it's repeat, right? And so we need to be uh, aware of this. Um, it's not just government, it's corporations, it's a lot of stuff. Another one is we're not in a recession, okay? Um, they've changed the definition of a recession so that we would not be in a recession, okay? You cannot change definitions uh, and act like that's normal, okay? Um, and same thing with inflation, right? So this is the third one down. Um, just because they tell us it's disappearing doesn't mean it's actually disappearing. First, they denied inflation exists. Then they said it was transitory after we, they couldn't deny it anymore. Then they said it was temporary after they couldn't deny it anymore. Then they said it's not temporary, and then they say it's under control, Okay, because there's an election coming up and then they repeat the whole thing and they continue to print more money. Right. So this is the kind of some of the, the financial stuff he's talking about. Uh, Gary was talking about. Um, th this is a quote I heard. Uh, 
your bank account may be empty, but we're bombarded by claims that the economy is thriving. So if you follow Joe Biden on Twitter, which is now X, uh, he, he's just raving about Bidenomics and how great the economy is doing. Um, I, I know a bunch of small business people that would uh, disagree. Um, Corruption, uh, okay, uh, bank accounts, okay, lockdowns, va uh, this is what's coming for this year, all right, so they're going to probably try lockdowns again, vax mandates, vax passports, restricted travel, masks, you know, so on, on a mask, um, the, the particle size is one thing, and then the size of a virus is another, right, so you would think that if a mask was going to be effective, the size of the virus would be bigger than the, the holes in the mask. Well, they weren't. You know, unless you had an N95 mask or something better, which cloth masks were not, those weren't effective. So to mandate that we needed them to go into businesses or on planes or anything, and, and let me caveat, this is not the opinion of this church. This is my opinion, okay? Uh, I happen to be an elder here, um, but... There are things that they cannot say and leaders shouldn't say because they don't want to put themselves out there, okay? But it's up to the people that can say them to say them. And so that's, that's me uh, today, fortunately. Um, so, anyhow, okay. Um, one, uh, what we have now currently is a lot of corruption in our government. Um, and we, we know that. Uh, it's everywhere. It, it, it's unavoidable. Um, shoot, I'm already five minutes in. Okay, uh, there's 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 more fake fact checking coming. Um, if they if they fact check you, that's because you're telling the truth. Um, terrorists are now called oppressed militants, uh, and parents and those who generally care about the future of our country are called extremists. Okay, um, mortgage interest rates are at 22 year highs. Uh, that's not just residential; that's everywhere. Tech sector and retail sectors seeing huge layoffs. Um, so there's a commercial real estate bubble coming, which is mainly office. Um, so Dan knows about this. Basically, in the top 10 cities in the U.S., the office vacancy is at 50%. So every office building in the top 10 cities in the U.S., half of them are empty. So somebody has mortgages on those properties, and those banks are going to get smoked when the, basically these people are going to be defaulting on their mortgages. That's just something that's not necessarily residential, but it's, it's something to be aware of because it affects the banks, and the banks affect everything that we're doing. Okay, um, we have a wide open border. There's an estimated 15 million of unvetted people coming across the border. Many are military age men. Something to be concerned about. There, there's attacks on Christians and Christianity. Uh, they're calling us Christian nationalists, populist nationalists, uh, paired with a rise in pro-Muslim propaganda. Just something to be aware of. Um, these are these are trends. Uh, increased uh, increases in illicit trafficking, so sex trafficking, drug trafficking, labor trafficking, and organ harvesting are actually things, uh, and being perpetuated by some of the people that are supposed to be leading things. Uh, there's a drastic rise in heart issues, strokes, and unexplained sudden deaths, which science is now blaming on the newest COVID variants. Those are, the, uh, yeah, those are coming from the newest COVID variants, have nothing to do with the shots. Okay. Uh, n n another thing people don't know, there's, there's something called the Wellness Company, and they put out a product that basically is removing the spike protein buildup in our blood from these vaccines that are basically clotting blood. You guys have probably heard about the strokes, probably heard about heart issues and murmurs and all this different stuff. Well, there's, uh, there's stuff out there also that can clean your blood. If you decide that that may not have been the best choice, um, uh, it's called the Wellness Company, blah, 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 and I can get you that info. Um, expect more riots. First, it was BLM, George Floyd. Uh, then it was the J6 Fed surrection. Then it's Free Palestine. Who, who knows what they're going to figure out to riot about next? I'm at seven minutes. So there's a rise in terrorist activity around America and around the world, school shootings. Give me a break. 
Okay, uh, let's talk about the good stuff. Oh, the, 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 the gist of this is that the people in power, I think, this is the they versus the we, this is who I'm talking about. Um, there isn't anything they won't do to, in, a, in an attempt to remain in power. So when you corner an animal, they're going to lash out at you. Okay, so that's where we are. This is the, the 2024 is the year of the cornered animal. All right, so the good trends. There's an abundance of courageous behavior happening. Courage is contagious. So there's, you know, there's increased propaganda awareness. So people are becoming more aware of this stuff. Before you couldn't talk about it. You're crazy. You're conspiracy. Well, if you look at over here, there's a pro tip on here. Uh, if they call it a conspiracy, you should probably pay attention because it's probably right. Um, there's a rise in uh, independent journalism. They have the funniest names. I uh, there's a guy who I like uh, called Pepe Lives Matter. What does that mean? It's a long story. Um, but um, the, the, it's not Fox or like something super serious. It's like, you know, they have to use pen names just like the guys who founded our country because the tyrannical government is going after them. So, you know, I may be here, who knows? You know, I fly American flags in my truck. Um, we all have targets on our backs, but it's up to us to stand up and be courageous, all right? Um, more transparency in government. Uh, I'm at eight and a half minutes. Um, it's being exposed, okay? Um, you, you've heard about Epstein's list. There's probably every single person on the government is on that list for bad reasons. Uh, that's coming this year, hopefully. Um, there's been 40 so far uh, people not seeking re-election in the House of Congress, which is like the, the House and Congress, House and Senate. Which has never happened, right? These people never leave because they're taking money under the table, which is amazing. Um, there's also been, so far over the past couple of years, 150 military commanders removed for lack of confidence. So why isn't that in the news? Have you not heard that anywhere? I'd be happy to source it for you. There's also a huge resource list here for you. Remember, facts matter um, back in the day. Um, there's been a rebirth of patriotism worldwide. Uh, I, I wanted to say, if your news isn't telling you this stuff, question why right like what you know um there's a rebirth in patriotism worldwide we've had big elections one in serbia argentina uk and, and growing uh u.s here coming november 2024 a higher value being placed on the second amendment and our personal responsibility to protect our families and our communities particularly as men but women need to be protected as well uh higher priority for free speech freedom of religion uh rise in homeschooling tighter uh, and tighter community involvement uh, increased accountability within colleges. Uh, Federal Reserve is getting uh, a, a focus on them finally, as they should be, because they're printing money out of nowhere. Um, increased preparedness for families uh, for unexpected events. Prudently having supplies on hand. What does that mean? Is that emergency food? Is that water? Yes, yes. Is that uh, cash on hand? Yes. Might that be other things that retain value, like precious metals? Maybe. Um, they've underestimated our resistance. All right, so what's coming is the backlash, is, is um, the uh-uh-uh, no. Uh, you know, all these guys are right, Donnie's right. Um, the, these are end time signs, but these are also signs of a stolen election in a country that this doesn't necessarily mean, in my opinion, that the world is ending, okay? Um, I would love for Jesus to come back today. That would be awesome. But in the meantime, we, can, we, we should probably save every chance we can at saving our country. And so uh, that I, I think we're there. Uh, so some action steps to consider. On, on the, the side here, I, this is a printout. I only had 50. Um, but these are some of the things that they've talked about, already hinting at in the news. Freaking A, 11 minutes. Cyber attack, earthquakes, internet blackout, solar flares, UFOs, civil war, black swan events, which are like Pearl Harbor, 9-11, Vegas shootings, a new candidate. It's not going to be Biden, probably Michelle. Um, Postpone, cancel the election. Okay, so things to do 
breaking news is fast and it's flashy, but it's always propaganda. So if it's something's news out, oh, Trump's off the ballot in Colorado, give it three days, let it settle, let the facts settle. Uh, attune your heart to just rest in peace, rest in the Lord. Um, turn off the fake news, please. Uh, Tucker Carlson started a new thing called TCN, which is awesome. Um, right side broadcasting, blah, blah, blah. Um, there, there's some other things on here. There's talk about returning to the gold standard. So we removed in America, we removed the dollar from being pegged to a solid currency in 1971, which is since then we've had inflation go through the roof. Um, there's talk about bringing it back. Uh, follow that. But uh, also follow the presidential caucuses coming up. The first primary is called a caucus in Iowa is January 15th. Then the 23rd in New Hampshire. Here comes the red wave. But um, – it is the Lord who directs your life. For each step uh, we take is ordained by God to bring us closer to our destiny. So each, so much of our life remains a mystery, all right? And so I say that, that's in Proverbs. Um, you know, I saw this today. God's provision is in the fight. So we're, we're called to fight right now, in my opinion, and uh, his provision is there. It's not playing it safe, okay? That's all I got. Yeah. Ashton, praise God. I, just so you all know, Ashton is exercising the, his Second Amendment rights. <laughs> bearing, bearing arms. Right. Thank you so much. That, I had to do that, yes. <laughs> praise God. Wow. You know, sometimes I listen to people like Dutch Sheets on 1.75 on YouTube. You don't have to do that with Ashton. That was incredible. Yeah, just normal or, you know, that was awesome. Thank you. Lay of the land right here. All right. Um, next is Suzanne Hubbard, my wife. Of anniversary this month. How many years are we going to be married? 37. 37, good. Thank you for letting me know the number. 36, 37. All right, so 1208, I'm going to be done in three minutes. But um, I think this, uh, the verses that I wanted to read, I think they go really well with everything that's been said. It's kind of from the macro to the, the micro. Of, uh, so having said all this, um, I wonder what Jesus is praying for his people at this time. Because... If Jesus is praying something, we can add um, our confidence to what he's praying for us. And I've just found incredible... Um, what? Oh! That's just... Yeah, because, yeah, if you're a monk type and you saw that, you would just be so like, oh, please do something. So now it's fixed. Okay. So um, this can bring us a great hope about what Jesus might be praying for us at this time. So in John 17, uh, it's a, just a, a beautiful insight into how the Lord prays for his people. Uh, and and he, tells, he tells us that actually he focuses his prayers on his people. Uh, it's in verse 9, 17, 9, I pray for them, those that believe in my name. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me. He's talking to the Father, and he said, you've given me these people, and I'm praying for them. Uh, all, 
uh, all mine are yours and yours are mine and I'm glorified in them. So he's bringing us into his relationship that he has with the father, which is very intriguing. Uh, He says, now I'm not going to be in the world any longer. This was a big deal. He was about to leave. How are are my people going to do, you know? Uh, He said, but I've left these people in the world. So I come to you, Holy Father. Keep through your name those whom you have given me. So I think we can add our faith um, to Jesus' prayers for us. Keep us in this year. What, it would, what it would, would it mean to be kept in his name? And I think it, it means that we could know his presence, that we could hear his voice, that we could stay encouraged, um, that we would have a, you know, a little bit different view than everyone else, uh, just from the revelation of the Holy Spirit. It would, it, we would be able to uh, persevere in, in all ways. And he says, In verse 15, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. So we shouldn't feel escapist. Uh, Those of you with businesses and everything that you do, you're fully in. You are such an important part of of this nation, this country. Jesus could have said, you know what, I'm leaving. i got to take everyone with me because it's too bad on the world. There's just too many evil people. But he didn't say that. He said, I, I, I don't want them to leave the world, but I will pray that they'll be protected from the evil one. So could we add our faith to that prayer? Lord, protect us from the evil one. You are agreeing with what Jesus is praying. That's a very valid, simple prayer, right? And all that that means. And then it says, uh, sanctify them or set them apart by your truth. Your word is truth. So we're set apart. We're made different because we have exposure to the Word of God, which sets us apart. And that's why we need to realize that we are fully, um, you know, authorized in all that we do in the, the world around us. Don't feel like we need to withdraw, that we're not a part. No, no, no. He sent us here. And then last scripture, as you sent me into the world, so the Father sent Jesus into the world, I also have sent them into the world. As the Father has sent me, so send I you. So I feel like that's what he's saying to us today is, uh, I'm sending you into the world. Uh, I'm showing you the ancient paths. Uh, I'm showing you a way to succeed in the midst of uh, difficulty. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's, those verses are from John 17, if you want to look over those. Amen. We are officially in overtime. Uh, so, parent, and let's all stand up for just a second. And we have one more uh, elder to share. And like I said, the doors will be open to feel, feel freedom in your schedule. Thank you, all of you, for sharing uh, what's on your heart. <clears throat> I, that re- resounded in me as you were sharing that, protect us from the evil one. Louise Cronk, may you be protected in your health. May Linda Solis, who's in a, in a battle, may uh, anyone with health issues will declare that protection. And we declare great grace this year for healing and strengthening of our physical bodies. Um, Gary Douthit, 
a pillar in the church, Ashton, a holy realtor, uh, getting it real, uh, lay of the land, and uh, Frederick, uh, elder we ordained uh, a few months ago, I saw you, Frederick, with a plumb line, the Lord giving you a plumb line to help us line up, and uh, so Thank you, Lord, for the, for our elders. Frederick, if you'll come on up. Amen. Amen. How are the children? I can't possibly tell you this in three minutes, but I'm just going to give you what the Lord uh, has showed me over the, the last couple weeks. Um, and I prayed about, Lord, you know, what do you want me to share? This is supposed to be about the coming year. And, um, and I heard a word uh, as the new year passed. New Year's is over, time to get sober, okay? That sounds like a very worldly terminology. But what it really means is it's time to wake up. The church is, it's time for the church to wake up. And when I say get sober, I don't mean somber, we're not a somber people. We're a rejoicing people. We're a saved people. We're a sanctified people. We're a people who have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, okay? But what the Lord showed me is a little bit intense, but it's a picture. And it's a picture I want us to get because I think the Lord wants us to have expectations that are good for this year. But these expectations are also about our own growth in the Lord which is going to require some cleansing from the Lord. Now, the sin issue has been dealt with at the cross. We are covered in the blood, and as long as we walk in the light as he is in the light, the blood of Jesus cleanses us and forgives us. However, there are other areas of our life that the Lord needs to deal with because he's looking, as it's been spoken earlier, thank you, brothers, for sharing. Thank you, sister, for th sharing because you're all in line with everything the Lord is showing me. Um, the Lord is looking for vessels, amen? He's looking for a church vessel, but he's also looking for vessels as individuals because we're only as strong as the weakest link, so to speak, right? And I'm the weakest link. Let me tell you, I'm the weakest link. So anyway, a couple weeks ago, I was thinking about, I was praying about this, and I was thinking about a book called Reese Howell's Intercessor. Has anyone read that book? Now, I read that book decades ago, okay? But a certain portion of that book came back to my memory, and it's when the Holy Spirit was coming to indwell Reese Howells because he was going to use him in a great way. He was going to use him and a band of intercessors during World War II to actually change the history of that war so that, you know, so that the outcome would be better for the world. This evil would be stopped. We live in very similar times. God's looking for something similar, okay? Listen, we like to hear about new things, and we like to hear God's doing a new thing. But guess what? What God wants to do is not a new thing for God. God has done this in generation after generation. And what I'm talking about is cleansing a people for his use. Cleansing a people who will walk in love, power, and a sound mind. As we heard from uh, Ashton, everything the evil one's doing is try to screw up our heads, right? To try to take away our love for one another and for the, the lost. 
right? To try to, try to take away the power of God from the church. And to try to take away a sound mind that will be able to walk in difficult days and walk leaning upon the power of God. Amen? So, um, so I was thinking about this book, Reese House, and this portion of the, of the book where the Holy Spirit is visiting him to indwell him for the purpose he has for him. Okay? And the Lord was showing him systematically things in his self-life that had to go. Because you see, sin is dealt with by the blood. But self-life has to do with our will, how we want to live, how we want our lives to go. But then God has his will, and those two things don't always meet, right? Right? There's some cleansing that needs to be done in us. And I tremble because of what the Lord showed me, because I know there's things in my, a lot in my life that the Lord wants me to surrender. God's not going to force this on anybody. He wants us to, he has a way of bringing us by his grace to yield up parts of our life so that the Holy Spirit can then live through us, okay? So Reese Howells, in God's dealing with Reese Howells, God was causing him to agree to surrender things one by one. And as he surrendered them, the Holy Spirit came in and just took it so that it was not a, it was not a difficult thing for him to do. It just seemed difficult until he came into agreement with God. And that's what repentance means. It means coming into agreement with God. So the Holy Spirit shows us things in our lives that are out of order or the things that he does not want, and he removes them. Just like if you went through your household and said, I don't need this anymore. I'm going to get rid of this, right? So anyway, Reese Howells was brought to this point where God said to him, the Holy Spirit said to him, are you willing for me to do this, to transform your life and live through you? And Reese Howells, like any human being, is like, I don't know, Lord, I, I don't feel willing, right? And the, and the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, are you willing to be made willing? Uh, now, that takes faith to another level and says that it is not, it, it's basically quoting that scripture, it is God who works in us to will and to do his good pleasure. That's what faith is all about. It's not us, it's him, right? Amen? So the devil came in right after, and guess what the devil said to him? Be careful to give another one who's stronger than, than you uh, a will, right? Your will is the same as giving your will. So what was the devil doing subtly there? He was basically whispering to Reese Howell and said, you don't want to give your will to God. And so if you are willing to be made willing, then you'll be doing that. So the subtlety was you want to keep your own life. Okay, that was the subtlety of that. Okay, so, so what happened was I, I didn't, I didn't think of all, of all this initially. And I had mentioned to Kyle, Kyle was over with his family last week. And, I, and he said, what are you going to speak on? And I said, well, I think I'm going to speak about this thing about Reese Howells and his will. Somehow this is going to play into it. So then as earlier in the week, I said, you know, it's been a long time since I read that book. I better check it out and make sure I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I didn't have the book, so I went on YouTube and immediately I saw section five, and it was it was 
someone reading this book, Reese Howes, and five to me is the number of grace. And I said, I bet you this is the, the, uh, the section. And it was the Holy Spirit comes, okay? And I listened to it, and it impacted me more than, it, than I could possibly imagine to the point where it's all I could think about. And I, and I saw my light, my own life kind of in that light. So then a couple days went by, and I was at work, and in between work, I just happened to go on Facebook, and I see, can you put the first picture up? So this is my house that I lived in for four years in Georgia, okay? And what I want to, the reason I'm putting this up there is this is totally symbolic, okay? So this house, I owned it for four years, and, <clears throat> and so I left it under bad circumstances and had to give it all up, and the Lord brought me here, okay? So this is two days after reading the Reese Howells thing, okay? I go online, and there's a post from a neighbor of mine. Now, I'd only met this man briefly, and, and we hit it off, so I said, hey, let's be friends on Facebook, but I never really communicated with him after that. So then that morning, I see this post. Can you put the second picture? So this post said, please pray for my next-door neighbors. Their house two doors down from us is a total loss from fire. They had converted a garage into an apartment and rented it out to a woman who had just finished moving in all her belongings. I've since learned that that's not true. They didn't convert the garage. It was actually like an in-law apartment that he built next to the house, okay? But I looked at this post and I said, is that my old house? Because we were a couple doors down from this guy. So you can bring up the next picture. So I saw this picture. I found this picture afterwards online because I was curious. Was this my house? And I'm like, that's my backyard. That's my wood pile. That's the deck I used to stand on. That's, that's my house. That's the old house. And immediately the Holy Spirit started to speak to me saying, this is a picture, okay? This is a picture because... Your that old house represented represents my old house, my, the old man. Okay. Now, that house is I haven't lived in that house in in about four years, <clears throat> and we've been bought at a price. Our life is not our own. We don't own our souls. The Lord owns our souls. Okay. But here's the thing too. The, the fire, if you look at the fire here, notice how the fire is burning up things on the ground. What does that remind you of? It reminds me of Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Okay? What happened? It licked up the, the water in the trench and it burnt up the stones. So we want the fire of God. Okay? But do we want the refiner's fire that's going to burn up self? and change us dramatically. Do we want that? Do we know what we're asking for when we're asking for the fire of God? Because here's the thing that really kind of struck me and broke me with Reese Howells. The thing that Reese Howells came to the, to the 
powerful realization of is that the Holy Spirit is not just a nice feeling. It's not a force. In fact, it's not an it. The Holy Spirit is a person, a person who wants to live in you and through you. And so, and so being that, what he said, what the Holy Spirit said to Reese Howells is, I am not going to mix my will with yours. I am not going to mix yourself with me. Okay? And, and in the church, we've seen in these days that there's a lot of mixture. And God, God wants purity. But when I, when I looked at all this, it's, it can be overwhelming because you can say to yourself, how can I ever get all like myself out of the way? But the thing to understand is that God made us. God formed us. He knit us in our mother's wombs. He designed us for this. And it's really the fullness of who we are will come forth as we allow God to take more and more of us. And, you know, John the Baptist said, I must decrease and he must increase. It's kind of the opposite of where Christianity has been. Everyone thinks they have to be this powerful man of God or, you know, this, this, this person with this great anointing. But God's saying, no, no, it's, it's going to be about him going forward. No more big names. No more of this stuff, okay? So anyway, but here's the thing, okay? Here's what the Lord showed me is that there's two things that are going to help us in this journey. The fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Because they go together, you see? They go together. And we're going to face difficulties, but guess what? As we walk through them with God, we're going to have a comfort that the world and nobody else will ever know about. Because... And hopefully they will know about it. Hopefully they'll see it in us, okay? And, um, and we'll go forward with that. Um, so a while before this, and I'm going to try to finish up quickly here. A, a while before this, uh, God had told me that revival's coming. And the way he showed it to me, I was sitting on bed, sipping my coffee with my cat, and I looked at the bicycle in the corner, and the bicycle had dust on it, and the tires were like a little flat. And I just happened to look at it and go, boy, it's been a long time since I rode that bicycle. And I heard God say, and it's been a long time since real revival has come to the church. And I was like, whoa. And he goes, and I heard the Holy Spirit saying, my church will rise in revival again. Now listen. Now one listen. wheel, one wheel will be my word. Will be my word. Will be my spirit. And and I didn't really think I didn't really which wheel was which. wheel was which. This week the Lord clarified it very clearly. Which wheel is which? The real wheel. The real wheel is the power wheel. It's the Holy Spirit. The front wheel. The front wheel is His word. And the and the, and, the, and the front wheel has handlebars. And so, if we, and so if we want to have the power of God moving in a way that's not imbalanced, that's in control, then the spirit is going to be controlled.
if we're going to be part of that, we better have both hand, both bars, but hand, hands on the handlebars. Okay, so there's this element of two things. And let me go back to the, can you um, put up the, the house picture again? On one of the, yeah, leave that one there. So I actually got in touch with a neighbor who, who was the actual next door neighbor who witnessed all this. And she said a few things that were very interesting in terms of God painting a picture. So one of the things she said was that it's a good thing that the fire hydrant was right on the bend, or it could have been worse, okay? What is water in the scripture? It's the Holy Spirit, yes, but it's also God's word because it says what? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, washing her with water through the word, okay, to, to make her, uh, you know, a vessel that's holy, okay? So she said, isn't it good that the, it's good that the fire hydrant was close? In other words, it's good that the word of God is close to us. The word of God will because as God does a purging in us and cleans self out, what's going to keep us from getting, uh, it's going to be holding on to his word. Amen. Amen. So as we hold on to his word, we also hold out his word. Okay. Now she said, yeah, they had, they had to break down my fence to get the hose through to get the fire under control. And it, guess what their last name is? In the neighbor's last name. It's Temple. <laughs> so the word is coming the word is coming through the word is coming from the true temple of God, but there's a fence that has to be broken down, you see? And that's our reception of God's word. That's what has to be broken down, right? Um, now can you show the next picture? Here's something else she said to me. Now, this is, the house was on a lake, okay? And you go, this is the view down the street further on the lake. And so the, the fire is to the right here. Now, what I want you to notice about this is look at the smoke and heat from this fire. Where is it going? Straight up. It's going straight up. And what she told me was that, oh, it was a good thing. The weather conditions were perfect. The smoke and heat did not move laterally. It went straight up. Straight up. Okay? And this, you got to understand, this affected me in a very personal way because having lived in this house for four years, know every, everything I did in it, every inch of it, okay? Um, But here's the thing, whatever, God, whatever work God has to do in us to get us ready, it's not going to harm anyone around us, okay? God's going to take care of, God's going to take care of them, and he's going to take care of us, all right? And we have to trust him, okay? Now, one other thing I'm going to add, and then I'm going to close. So, Kyle had mentioned to me Isaiah chapter 64, because we're talking about revival as well. Like, all this is preparation. God's preparing us for revival. So 
he mentioned Isaiah 64, and Isaiah 64 opens with, Lord, will you not rend the heavens and come down, right? Which is that bigger revival of once God cleans up his church, right? First to the church, right? That his spirit will come down and affect everyone around us. And it goes on to say some things, and what it does is there's a scripture that's related back to Mount Sinai when they built the golden calf. And, and there, there's a certain Hebrew configuration of the words that I happen to find a video online by a Hebrew scholar, or, or I don't know if he was a scholar or what, but he, anyway, he was Jewish, so he knew better. And he said it's a very difficult configuration of the interpretation of this section of scripture. But what it basically meant is that the Israelites, when they were brought out of Egypt and they got to Mount Sinai and they were waiting for Moses, they failed because they did not have the hopeful expectation that God was going to do something great in their lives. Okay? And that's what sent their hearts back to Egypt. Okay? So... I really feel this strongly that the Lord wants us to know that he wants us to have a hopeful expectation of first the work of his spirit inside in us to, to radically transform us into who he wants us to be. So we'll be useful to him. And he wants us to hold on to his word, hold on to that hope. Okay, so we don't miss out on what's coming, what's coming in the future. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Donnie, if you want to come up here and play a little bit. Wow. I want to invite Brooke, if you can come up. Do you have Maple with you? Lane and Briggs, you want to come up here. This will just be a prophetic picture, but it's also going to be real for my family, too. <laughs> it's not just symbolic. It's going to be real. We're going to pray a prayer of release, but it's a prayer of activ- activation, a prayer of impartation of the fire of the Lord from Isaiah 64. And so we're going to take this verse, these verses, as for me in my house. We're going to invite the fire of the Lord, the refining fire, to burn up all self, all of our own good ideas, even of how to serve the Lord. If this burns up our occupation, our job, even our ministry, that's okay. (laughs) Because he's going to build back better with only his spirit. The Lord, in a holy way, wants to fire us from the ministry, meaning our own ministry and have only his Holy Spirit ministry work through us. (laughs) He wants the anointing to flow so strong that it could never be us in our own strength, our own power. So picture you, if it's just you in your home, it's just you. If it's you and seven other kids, that's your home. But picture your home right now. I want you to close your eyes. Picture your front door. Stand out in the front yard. Picture your apartment complex if you live there. Picture your unit. We're going to pray and claim these verses for your own house, your own home, your own heart.
Isaiah 64. Oh, that you, God, would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence as fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, that we may tremble at your presence. So Lord, we pray right now, as for me in my house, I'm gonna pray for my home, you pray for yours. As for me in my house, Lord, would you come down? Would you open up the heavens over my home? We don't wanna do one day without your manifest presence. We don't want to live one hour without feeling your fire. I don't want to live one hour without hearing your whisper. Abba, we invite you to send your holy fire to burn up everything that offends you, everything that is hindering the love of God in my home. We want to know you like never before. We want to experience you like never before. We must have your fire. Lord, we believe that you're the God who answers your children by fire. Lord, let us feel it in our hearts right now. Thank you, Lord. We're going to sing this song. You're officially released. But Isaiah 64, 1. Write it down if you need to. Isaiah 64. Pray this until you see the fire like Frederick saw the fire on his old self-life. Until you see that in your spirit. Until you see yourself crucified, burned up. Keep praying this prayer. And it's really going to change things. It's really going to set our lives truly on fire from above. This is not fake fire. This is real fire. Straight from heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon. To download the notes and slides for this message, visit our website, riverinthehills.com. If you would like to partner with us in moving God's heart and changing the world, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend.